0: Chapter 23 I've made up my mind what to do with you, Mr. Three said. After this long chase, I am really quite hungry. He rushed at us. We rushed at him. Something dark came hurtling up from the ocean floor. Something dark and long and bigger than even the marjut. Fwump! Fizzer three shuddered and stopped dead in the water. A second dark shape, as fast as the first. Froomp. The great ones, I whispered. It's the whales! Marco yelled. There were five of them in the water. The two big males who had struck first had heads like sledgehammers, sperm whales, sixty feet long, sixty five tons, the weight of fifty cars. They had dived deep and come tearing up at awesome velocity to slam into the creature from another world's ocean. The margarite was big, the margarite was strong, but nothing living can survive long being slammed by creatures weighing a hundred and thirty thousand pounds. Then the whale, my whale, "'Cause that's how I thought of him. "'Began to lash the marjorite with his tail. "'Hammer blows. "'Hits that could have knocked down walls.' "'Again and again, as two smaller females joined in, "'and the two sperm whales circled back for another attack. "'Raaaaaah!' "'Fisser Three's cry of pain and fury echoed in my brain. "'He's retreating!' "'Jake crowed. "'He's running!' "'Rachel said. "'Ha!' Huh. I don't think Mr. Three likes whales very much, Marco yelled. I don't think he likes them at all. The whales chased him for a while, but they let him go in the end. Whales are not very good at killing. They don't really have much of a talent for hating and destroying. My whale, the big humpback, returned in a few minutes and rested in the water beside me. I wanted to thank him, but as I said, whales don't really think in human words or human thoughts. Still, I tried anyway. Thanks, big guy. People who argue how smart whales are, or whether they are as smart as humans, kind of miss the point. Whales will never read books, or build rockets, or do algebra. In all those areas, humans are smarter. Humans are the great brains of planet Earth. But it isn't necessary to believe whales are as smart as humans to believe that they are great. They don't have to know the words to sing songs. They don't have to be anything but what they are to be magnificent. And even though I don't really know what a soul is, I know this. If humans have them, then so do whales. I wanted to thank him for responding to my call for help. But I had a strange feeling, as he opened his great heart to the dolphin mind that was in my own, that he hadn't just come in response to me. I had the feeling, and that's all it was, a feeling, that in some way, the sea itself had called him to respond to the presence of an abomination. Of course, I never told that to Jake or any of the others. They would have laughed. At least Marco would have. Morph time is almost up, Axe said. I think if we morph, the whale will carry us until we are ready to morph again, I said. So we morphed back to our human bodies, and Axe morphed back to his andelite body, and we crawled up on the whale's huge back. "'I fell asleep. "'I know that sounds pretty incredible, but I did. "'I was exhausted. "'Physically. "'Emotionally. "'In every way you can be tired, I was tired. "'When I woke up, it was sunset. "'We were near shore. "'I could see the beach, "'and just a little further down the shore, "'the mouth of the river. "'We were wet, of course, "'covered with the splashing water "'and the spray from the whale's blowhole. "'It was a little cold.' Especially now that the sun was going down. But then again, I was in Viscer Three's lunch, so I wasn't going to complain. Jake was sitting cross legged on the whale's back, smiling at me. Some day, huh? he said. I smiled. Yeah. We did it. We saved the Andalite. And we got out alive. Barely, I said. You know something? You were right. You trusted your feelings and we followed you and we're all safe. I nodded. Yes, I guess so, only... As Markle would say, Let's not do this again anytime soon, okay? Jake smiled his slow smile. It's fun being a dolphin though, isn't it? I know you were worried about it. You know, thinking that maybe it wasn't right and all. I shook my head slowly. I'm still not sure it's right. But I guess we don't have much of a choice. The Yerks started this fight, not us. And after what Axe said, I guess it's not just about one species, human beings. It's about all the animals. It's about all of Earth. Jake nodded. I think if you could have asked the dolphins, they would have said it's alright to use them, since what you're trying to do is save them. Nah, they would just think it's all a big game. They would never understand. We both laughed. Even if they could talk, the dolphins would never really understand what we were so upset about. We knew that better than anyone. I guess that's true, Jake said. But we do understand. He met my gaze. We do understand what's at stake. And we'll do whatever we have to, to win. I knew what he was trying to tell me. We'd use the dolphins to save them. We'd use other animals to save them too. And that made it okay. Chapter 24 We morphed once more into our dolphin bodies and swam down the river to the place where we had entered the water. We beached ourselves in shallow water and returned to our human bodies. It feels good to be human again, Jake said. Marco said, Oh, Jake, you were never exactly human to begin with. I guess it was funny, but we were all too tired to laugh. We dug our clothes and shoes out of their hiding place. I pulled jeans and a sweatshirt on over my wet morphing suit. I shoved muddy feet into my boots. Strange, Axe said, watching us very closely. What is the meaning of the things you place on your bodies? It's clothing, Rachel explained. Why do you wear it? Does it protect you from the environment? Yes, that plus the fact that people get very upset if you walk around naked, Marco answered. There was a fluttering overhead. One of the shadowed branches dipped with a sudden weight. Is that you, Tobias? I asked. Yes, you. You found an andalite. Yes, Tobias. Meet Axe. That's his nickname, anyway. Axe, meet Tobias. Tobias is one of us. Sort of, anyway. Tobias said dryly. I like this morph so much, I moved in permanently. The andalite was shocked. You were trapped? Yes. Axe turned his eyes on me, then looked from each one of us to the next. He seemed very solemn. You have paid a price for the gift of my brother, Alfangor. Prince Alfangor was your brother? Tobias demanded. His hawk eyes glittered. I was with him at the end. This is all fine, Jake interrupted. But we have to get out of here, and we have to decide what to do with Axe. He can't exactly go walking through town with us. I think he should come to my farm, I said. It's not so different from the dome ship. Fields, meadows, woods, all the way to the national forest land. He'd have to be careful, but it's the only place we have to hide him. That still doesn't deal with how we're going to get him there, Marco pointed out. It's a long walk. People are going to notice a big blue deer with extra eyes and a scorpion tail. I must morph. Axe said. Yeah, but into what? Rachel wondered. Then, to my surprise, Axe walked over to me. He placed one delicate, many-fingered hand on my face. With your permission, he said. I felt myself getting spacey. Not sleepy, exactly, but sort of like I was in a trance. I realized what he was doing. He was acquiring me. He was absorbing my DNA. Um, excuse me, but are you going to morph Cassie? Marco asked. Can you do that? Axe went to Marco and touched his face. One by one, Axe acquired each of us. And then he began to morph. I've seen a lot of strange morphings, but nothing was ever like this. Axe wasn't becoming an animal. He was becoming a human being. But a human being we all knew, in some ways. A melding of the four human animorphs. His front legs began to shrivel away. His back legs thickened and strengthened. Suddenly, a mouth appeared in his andalite face. The scorpion tail shrank and disappeared. He reared up and stood erect. Um, you know, I think we better give Axe some privacy, I suggested. Is he going to be a boy or a girl? Marco wondered. Either way, let's turn our heads, I said. We did. Probably just in time. Hey Axe, in the pile of clothes there is an extra pair of boxers and a t-shirt, Jake said. Put them on, okay? A few minutes later, we turned around. We all stared. Axe had the t-shirt pulled up like a baggy pair of shorts. The boxers were on his head. Okay, Jake said. A few small adjustments needed. Axe, are you male or female? I chose to be, 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 be male. He stopped suddenly, eyes wide. He was surprised by his mouth. It was not something Andalites understood. I chose male because I am male. Word, male. Is that a good choice? Choisa cho ch He twisted his lips around and stuck out his tongue. Strange, he said. Male is fine, Jake said. Rachel, Cassie, turn around. Marco and I will help Axe adjust his clothing. When I looked again, Axe was dressed normally. But he did not look normal. He was of medium height, a perfect balance between Rachel and Marco. He was of medium build, somewhere between Jake and Marco. His hair was brown, with just a little of Rachel's gold and a little of my curl. His skin was the color of light brown sugar, a blending of my brown and Marco's olive and Jake and Rachel's pale white. He was human and yet, somehow, strange. He jerked his head this way and that. How do you look? Look-a. Look-a. Ka. How do you look around? Ound, Ow-ow. Oound. Behind. I grinned. It was exactly like every time I had morphed a new animal. He was getting used to his new body. Or at least trying to. As I watched him play with his lips and try out new sounds, he suddenly tumbled forward. Jake grabbed him and held him. You only have two legs now, Axe, he said. Yes, two. Ooh. Very shaky. Yeah, we're a shaky species, Marco said. Well, let's get out of here, Jake said. Axe, I said, don't talk to any strangers on the way home, okay? Chapter 25 It was a couple days later, after we had recovered after I had made sure that Axe was safe in the far fields of our farm, away from curious eyes. I waited till dark, and changed again into the seagull morph. I flew out of my barn and through the night to the gardens. It was closed and empty, aside from a few scattered security guards. They would have stopped me if I had tried to enter normally, but no one was looking out for seagulls. I landed near the dolphin tank and became human again. There were no lights on, and just a sliver of moon. But I could hear the dolphins swimming One came over to me Curious about why a human would be hanging around at night Hi, I said Sorry, I don't have any food for you Then I climbed up on the side of the tank I let myself go Slipping into the cool water Three of the dolphins came over to take a look This was definitely something unusual Some strange human was getting into the pool with them This was a new game I began to morph This definitely got their attention. All six dolphins swam around, looking up at me, sideways at me, back at me as they passed. And slowly, I became one of them. It was a dumb thing to do, really. I knew it was dumb. But it felt like something I had to do. I wanted to show them what I had done. I wanted their permission to become one of them. I wanted to find some way to tell them... everything. But you know... Once I was in that dolphin body again It was hard to remember all my solemn worries It was hard to remember why I had come Hard to remember fear and worry and guilt One of them came over, gave me a nudge Then shot toward the surface She exploded into the air and fell back As silent and as smooth as an arrow They were asking me to play They were asking me to dance with them And so I did Hey, Phantomorphs, and welcome back to another episode of Audiomorphs, the Auditory Animorphs Experience. We did it. We finished book four. Moving on. I think there's only a couple more books and we get to our first uh, Megamorphs. Exciting stuff. Exciting stuff. Uh, Thank you for listening, for staying with us on this incredible journey that we're going on together. I will try to get a supercut of book four out uh, sometime this week. It might come out next week. Who knows? Other news. You may have remembered I mentioned some time ago that I was uh, guesting on another podcast, Alphabet Flight, which is on Shout Engine. Look it up. It's fun stuff. Uh, my episode finally came out uh, because Jesse, the host there, is an actual professional and has a backlog, unlike my dumb ass that just desperately scrambles against deadlines to get these things out. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so you can go hear hear me on that if you would like to. I had a lot of fun doing it. If you liked what you heard here and would like to hear more, you can visit us at audiomorphs.podbean.com or look us up on iTunes under Audiomorphs. Give us a review and subscribe. If you want to reach me, you can do that at Audiomorphscast at gmail.com and Audiomorphscast at tumblr. Excuse me, Audiomorphscast.tumblr.com. That is all I have for you guys this week. Uh, Happy New Year's. That's going to be pretty soon, I think, by the time this comes out. Um, and I won't talk to you until after that. So, Happy New Year's, and I will see you in 2018. My name is Daniel. And I believe one day, the Andalites will come. Until then, we fight.